Welcome to the Grappling Discourse Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scaff. Today, I want to talk a little fact and fiction about the 10th Planet Black Belt. How do you get a 10th Planet Black Belt? How long does it take? Do you have to train with Eddie? Do you have to compete? Do you have to be flexible? Do you have to be a master at rubber guard? Do you have to know the warm-ups? There are a lot of questions surrounding the 10th Planet Black Belt. This past weekend, Grace Gundrum became the newest 10th Planet Black Belt. In my opinion, she is the best girl in the world at 105 to 110 pounds. She hasn't lost in competition since she was 12 years old. That's a six-year undefeated streak. I mean, she is the Gordon Ryan of that weight division for females. She's incredible. Now, since this is a high-profile high promotion, a lot of people have those questions of, man, she's the youngest black belt. I mean, she's the youngest black belt that I've ever heard of. And so what are the, what is the criteria, I should say, to becoming a 10th planet black belt? It's a question that gets asked often, whether it's from my students or just guys online that are interested in knowing the process. Well, what I can tell you is there is a lot of fiction surrounding the 10th planet black belt and even just the way 10th planet guys train and what they train at their schools. Now, when I first started training with Brandon, I remember seeing online on a forum that to become a 10th planet black belt, which obviously was my goal once I joined 10th planet, that you had to be able to throw in the double lotus without your hands. So if you don't know what the double lotus is, it's a yoga position, look it up on YouTube, but I had heard that you had to be super flexible and that was part of the test. You had to be able to flip it in. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to take me forever. Now I still was just a white belt when I saw that. And so I had years and years and years to train, but my mind, I was like, man, I might not ever be able to do that. I might not ever be able to get my 10th planet black belt because of the flexibility requirements. What I can tell you is that there are zero, zero flexibility requirements to become a 10th planet black belt. There's not a yoga test. You don't have to flip in double uh, Lotus. You know, I've seen guys in 10th planet that are black belts. They can balance on their head and flip the double Lotus in. You know, you see Boogie Martinez, Sean Bollinger, two guys that come to mind. But honestly, you don't have to be flexible. Now, one thing that Eddie and my instructor, Brandon McCatherine, say is, look, flexibility is a choice. There's no reason that you shouldn't be stretching just to better your overall life as well as your jujitsu. Eddie tells this story of having this wrestler come in. This guy wrestled in college, but when he came in, I mean, he was all banged up from college wrestling and he was tight. His stretching, specifically his butterfly stretch, was terrible. And Eddie told him, just look, I want you to uh, stretch every single day. And he said in six months, that guy was the most flexible guy in his gym. And he says, flexibility is purely a choice. You're being lazy when you're not working on your flexibility. And I completely agree. Now, another thing that a lot of people say about the 10th Planet Black Belt is that you have to be a rubber guard, a twister, and a lockdown master. That you have to dedicate your training to those three parts of the system. Now, again, another thing I can tell you is that is completely false. You do not have to be a master at those three positions. Now, you should be able to take a student specifically white and blue belts through those positions. You should be able to talk through those positions, but they don't have to be a part of your A game. I'm a great example of that. I can take guys through all three of those positions through different paths in those positions, but I'm really not that good at them. 
I'm really started picking up the truck and I would definitely say I'm becoming a truck expert, but particularly the lockdown and rubber guard, I'm just average at best. There are blue belt and purple belt students at our gym that are better than me at those positions. And I say that all the time. When guys have questions, particularly about the lockdown and the you know electric chair sweep or going through you know things like dead orchards, I mean, I send them to the blue and purple belts at our school because they just, they're much better than me at them. They have competition wins with those movements and I don't. So you don't have to become a master at those positions to get your black belt. Like there isn't some test that you have to be able to perform to get a black belt. Now, to become a gym owner, it's a little bit different. So a guy like me who's not a 10th Planet Moonhead, okay? I'm not the lead general at our school. That's Brandon. There are a little bit more requirements to become a 10th Planet Moonhead. There is a little bit more proficiency required in those movements. Like you should be better at rubber guard. You should be better at lockdown than even just the average 10th planet black belt because your students are going to be coming to you for that information and you have to be able to deliver. But there is no requirement to make those the A part of your game where that's, hey, that's your go-to stuff. I know that makes a lot of you sigh a deep sigh of relief because you're like, man, thank God because I don't like playing rubber guard. I'm a guy that I don't really like playing rubber guard. I'll mess with it every now and then. And I've done hundreds of, if not thousands of reps, drilling different parts of rubber guard. But man, I very, very rarely play it. Okay. Now, another question that's always brought up is, do I have to compete? And now this is something that's brought up any belt level in any Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu school or system is, do I have to compete to get my belt? Now, I'd say in 10th Planet that competing is definitely definitely valued and encouraged. Eddie's always put a priority on the guys that compete, but you do not have to compete to get your black belt. There have been quite a few older guys that are just in their 30s, 40s, especially the guys in their 40s and 50s that have gotten their black belts that really never competed, or if they did compete, they competed in their white and blue and purple belt days, or even another art, maybe wrestling or judo, and just kind of lost the passion of competing. What I'll tell you, though, is, is those guys stayed at specifically brown belt for a very long time. I mean, I know guys under Eddie. I know still a couple of guys that are brown belts under Eddie that have been brown belts for six, seven, eight years. A very, very long time. And part of that is because they're not competing. Same goes for our school at 10th Point of Decatur. Brandon always says competing is not required, but it's encouraged. And especially if you have promotion goals, the best way to go out and get those or to get that next promotion is to go out and slay dudes in competition, to go out and take your next belt. And that was true for me. You know, my goal was to get my black belt in five years. It took me six. Part of that was due to my shoulder surgery. It really kind of cut a year off, or excuse me, added a year to my journey, but I got my belt promotions fast because I competed a bunch at every belt level. So if you want your next belt, yes, competing is highly, highly encouraged. But to even become a 10th planet moonhead, the guy that's the head of the school, you don't have to compete. There's multiple moonheads that do not compete, but it is highly encouraged. So that's what I can tell you. Now, do you have to know the warmups? That's another really important question to answer because the warm-up specifically to Eddie Bravo is like the heart of his school. Eddie 
made the warm-ups. He believes in the warm-ups, and he wants every school to follow the warm-ups. Now, this is a tricky question to answer. Do you have to become a, you know, do you have to master the warm-ups to become a 10th planet black belt? That really is going to be a school-by-school basis. At our school, no, that is not true. Now, to get it directly from Eddie, that is true, especially if you're going out and training with him, which I think every guy wanting to get a black belt should go and do at least for a couple of weeks you know, at a time. I think you should 100% go train with Eddie, and if you do do that, you have to know the warm-ups because the curriculum at 10th Planet uh, headquarters is centered heavily around the warm-ups. Now, to become a moonhead, if you don't have a sponsor, so a guy like Brandon, he can become a sponsor to another black belt moonhead. Okay. But if you want to get a school, your own school, you have to prove to Eddie, you have to send him in a video of you that you've mastered the warmups. You have to film yourself and a training partner going through the warmups and it has to look crisp. It has to look as perfect as you can get it. So I will say that, honestly, you do need to, especially before you get your black belt, you should know all the 10th Planet warm-ups down to the very last detail, all right? Now, another 10th Planet, uh, you know, black belt question is, I kind of mentioned it, do you have to go train with Eddie? Well, obviously, if you want Eddie to endorse your black belt, you should go do it. I've spent at least a month out there training at 10th Planet HQ through a couple of different trips. Um, I trained with him a bunch at Blue and Purple Belt. So Eddie's seen me compete. He's been there two or three times when I've competed. And I know he's watched quite a few of my competition matches. I think it's important, you know. There's still less than 100 10th Planet Black Belts. So it is still very, very prestigious. And I think it's still in the stage where you need to go out and train with Eddie. Now, obviously with the lockdowns, I mean, you can't, you're not even supposed to be training out in California right now. It's going to, that's going to make it uh, definitely much more difficult, but you definitely should go train with Eddie. I mean, Eddie's word is still, it's still the top. Like if Eddie tells your instructor to promote you, he's going to promote you. I mean, that's what happened with me for my purple belt is I know I went out there as a blue belt. Eddie watched me roll with some of his guys. I mean, I rolled with purple, brown, and black belts as a blue belt. And he told Brandon to promote me when I got back. And so right when I got back from that trip, I think I spent like 10 days out there. Basically, right when I got back, Brandon promoted me the next week to purple belt. So it's very, very important that you do go out there and train with Eddie. Now, now, just getting a school, okay, and getting kicked out of 10th Planet, because that's happened. There's been quite a few different guys that have been kicked out of 10th Planet. And there's really only two ways to get kicked out of 10th Planet, all right? And the biggest reason that guys get kicked out are that they do not train. They stop rolling and they don't train with their students. So if I have this school, let's say I own 10th Planet Decatur, and I stopped rolling, I didn't roll with my students. I wasn't competing. I mean, competing doesn't even matter. Just the big sin is you're not training and rolling with your students. Eddie, years and years and years, for years, he trained with every single dude that walked through that door. Every single guy. Even when his back was killing him. I mean, he was falling apart towards the end before he had those few surgeries. And he still was rolling every single day with everybody. And so Eddie expects that from his moonheads. He expects that from his generals. 
Now, there's been quite a few guys. I don't want to obviously call out names, but again, they've been kicked out because their students have reported to Eddie like, man, he's not training anymore. He's not rolling with us. You have to do that, especially as a 10th planet black belt. You have to roll. You have to have that kind of samurai code of I'm going to roll with every single dude in my gym. I do that. Now, I don't roll with every single big guy every single week, but over the course of three to four months, I mean, we have a large school. I roll with every single student. But it might be, especially with some of these big guys, it might be three months in between rounds, but I definitely make sure every year I'm rolling multiple rounds with every single student. Whether you're 350 pounds or you're a 110-pound girl, I'm going to roll Every single year, I'm going to roll with every single one of those type of students, like no matter the size, no matter the skill level, I'm going to take those challenges. And that's part of becoming a 10th planet black belt. Now, another question that guys have about the 10th planet black belt, and one of the big, big lies about being in 10th planet is that you have to believe what Eddie believes. Do I have to believe in flat earth? Do I have to believe in conspiracies? Do I have to be a non-Christian? Do I have to like the same music as Eddie? All these weird things, you know, this cult persona. I would say 10th Planet is probably the least cultiest of all the jujitsu gyms that I've been involved with. Eddie really allows you to be an individual. He allows you to build an individual game. He allows you to believe in whatever you want to believe. He doesn't have any standards when it comes to his black belts. You don't have to, to get on Eddie's good side, you don't have to go up to him and start talking about Pizzagate or man, dude, you know, we need to talk about flat earth. You don't have to do that. All right. I've never done that. I don't believe a lot of the same things Eddie does. I think Eddie's super interesting, but honestly, I don't believe in a lot of what he says. A lot of the conspiracies that he brings up, I'm like, ah, Eddie, I don't know about that, dude. And so you don't have to become somebody different. You don't have to believe the same thing as Eddie. You can be a Christian. There are guys that are 10th planet black belts that are huge Christians. There are guys that are huge atheists. There are guys that are agnostic. There are guys that do believe the conspiracies. There are guys that are anti-gun. There are guys that are pro-gun. There are guys that are pro-Republican, pro-Democrat. You don't have to be a Joe Rogan or Eddie Bravo like lookalike to become a 10th planet black belt. Now, when it comes to the actual skill set of 10th Planet Black Belts, honestly, it looks like most traditional black belts. They're very good at recovering guard. There's a strong sense of, you know, especially in 10th Planet, like clinching and stopping punches. I would say even more so now than a lot of gi schools, self-defense at 10th Planet is highly prioritized. I mean, just playing rubber guard is the best way to stop punches on the ground. I mean, you see UFC guys that have never trained with 10th Planet that adopt a lot of the high guard and the, and the rubber guard style that Eddie plays. So really, when it comes down to what's being taught and what you should be focusing on through your journey, I mean, just any aspect of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, mastering that can get you to a 10th Planet black belt. But what you have to be able to do is perform. Your performance on the mats is all that matters really at 10th Planet. You're going to be asked a question every time you roll. I shouldn't say every time you roll, but the questions are being answered, I should say, every time you roll. Like, oh, does this guy know his stuff? Is this guy good? Just roll. Like, we'll find those answers out. If you're ready to be a 10th planet black belt, go out and train with Eddie. If you go out there and smoke his guys, like, he'll promote you, seriously. Especially if you're part of the system, like, you will get promoted. I know tons of guys that have gone out there for a week 
They've done well, whether it's rolling with Eddie or just rolling with his guys, and they've been promoted. Sometimes some guys have even gotten two belt promotions. Now, Nathan Orchard's one of the famous stories because he went in with a bunch of grappling experience before he became a 10th Planet Black Belt. And so when you start asking about how long does it take to become a 10th Planet Black Belt, there's a couple of guys that, you know, really showcase that you can get it in a very quick amount of time. And then there's a couple guys that it's taking a very long time. I know guys that it's taken 12, 13, 15 years to become a 10th Planet Black Belt. But then there's a guy like Nathan Orchard, a guy like Gio Martinez, Boogie Martinez that have got it in a couple of years. Well, Nathan already had a bunch of grappling experience. I believe he had like 21 MMA fights before he joined 10th Planet. And he went down, was training with Eddie. He went down there for two weeks, I believe. And in, over the course of two weeks, he got promoted to blue belt. And then like the next night, he got promoted to purple belt. So he basically skipped blue belt and went right to purple belt under Eddie. And I believe like a year and a half later, he was already promoted to black belt. He went through the system very fast. I think it took him like three years total. But he also had a bunch of grappling experience going in. But Gio Martinez had zero grappling experience going in, and he got promoted in three years. And so there are tons of opportunities in 10th Planet to go from white to black belt in three years. I mean, who knows? Possibly even less. But three years is still Gio Martinez. That's the fastest black belt that's ever been given. I hope that opens your guys' eyes to, you know, some of the myths and obviously what it takes to get a black belt in 10th Planet. I love this system. I love that it allows me to be an individual. It allows me to believe what I want to believe. And it allows me to work on the jujitsu that I want to work on. All that it asks of me is to represent myself in the system by going out there and training with anybody, anytime, anyplace. Do not hide. As a 10th Planet Black Belt, you should not be hiding on the mats. If a guy comes to visit your school, you should roll with him. Because that's what Eddie does. That's what my instructor Brandon's always done, and that's what I'm always going to do. I don't care how big he is. I don't care how scary he looks. I'm going to roll with anybody, anytime, any place. If I lose, I'll take that. I'll come back and be better. All right? But other than that, there's really not much to say about the 10th Planet Black Belt. It's real simple. All you have to do is go out, train your best, work hard, and you'll get it one day, as long as you're training and rolling with everybody. Next week, I'm really hoping to get a couple of interesting guests on the podcast. In the next week, I'm hoping to do Matt Anderson. He's a guy that I've got to know his story. I need to, you know, really get down to the bottom of when the last time he trained was. And I think you guys want to know that as well. Our next PGF rankings, I believe, will be coming out today. So definitely make sure you check Brandon's Facebook group to check the updated 10th, or excuse me, the PGF top 10 rankings. Breaking news in the PGF Cody Floyd, a guy that's been ranked in the top five all season, just had to drop out due to injury. Sucks. He ended up hurting his AC joint in training last week. He had to miss this past Friday. And so we're going to need somebody to step up and take Cody Floyd's spot. I'm looking forward to see who Brandon can get. I know he's been on the phone with a couple of really good brown and black belts that are interested in joining. So there should be another high-level guy stepping into that place. Now, this week, there's a couple of really good matchups. One that I'm really looking forward to is Matt Elkins versus Hodger. 
Matt Elkins has had by far the toughest road to start the season. I mean, he's faced pretty much everybody in the top five already. And so him and Hodger, they're two guys that come from the SBG school. I'll be interested to see how they perform together. I'm really interested to see how Seth Tatum continues. He was number five in my rankings this week. Like I have Seth Tatum all the way up to number five, and I'm expecting him to continue to push these brown and black belts that, hey, I'm blue belt and I'm going to finish in the top five. Another storyline I'm really interested in is Matt Anderson. Have we found his weakness in the leg locks? I was really impressed with how he dealt with Jonathan Roberts' arm bars. Like He's going to be a guy that's very, very difficult, especially to tap with the joint lock upper body. He's just so strong. But we've seen him now get tapped twice by leg locks by Jeremy Geiger and Jonathan Robbins. I'm interested to see if guys just start spamming leg locks at Matt Anderson just to get that big monster out of there as quick as possible. Because, I mean, even Jonathan Roberts was saying, like, dude, Matt Anderson is a handful. Definitely tune in Friday night. 6 p.m. The league has just been incredible so far, and I think this Friday it's only going to get better. Until next time, guys, I love you. Have the best day. Peace.